0: friends it's Adam here with your midweek input switch Uh, we're coming to you a little bit earlier this week actually Um, some exciting stuff or not so exciting stuff happened over the weekend and you know me and Will just really kind of wanted to get ahead of this one and um, I don't know jump in there and and get in there early so uh, this week we're actually going to be talking about uh, what pretty much everyone is talking about and that is uh, Trump's, Trump's speech in Alabama which in turn kind of led into the events that took place this weekend at a, a number of NFL stadiums and um, and whatnot so uh, you know you got Adam on the line you got will on the line will how's your week going hey, so folks. far how have you been
1: terrible um, terrible uh- oh it's a terrible week um, it's uh, it's a pretty pretty bad country right now actually um, we've uh, we've gone from uh, we've gone from a relatively small but meaningful protest that was synchronized around a handful of of very serious and interrelated issues. And uh, now now we're all just anti-Trump again. So it's pretty pretty terrible. Uh, and uh, I guess that's what, what we'll do in this episode is just sort of expand on why it's so terrible.
0: Yeah, that's that's an interesting take, and I we're definitely going to get that get to that um, later on in the episode as we kind of dive into the the um, the many reactions and and the different things that happened this week. Um, you know, I myself will I'm having a pretty awful week as well. Uh, not for the same reasons you are, though. Uh, my family has come down with a sickness, and that sickness is strep throat. So. Uh, here over at the Fantastic. Adam household, um, things are things are quarantined off. Uh, so right now, just the wife has it. I'm trying to keep the kids and me away from getting it. But you know, it's just good luck, right? Good luck. So you know, over here, uh, it's been uh, it's been a pretty crazy week for us. Honestly, just going to nine million soccer games a day, and then uh, and then just trying to keep everybody trying to keep everybody clean and separated. Um, but, uh, (laughs) let's not, uh, let's not hang on that too much. Let's, let's jump into the story because this is, this is a crazy story and, you know, it, it reminds me a lot of, you know, it's just another one of those big events that we're, we're kind of getting used to seeing, um, with Trump as president that kind of unites the entire country against him. And uh, you know, Charlottesville comes to mind. uh, The travel ban comes to mind. His election uh, comes to mind. There's like you can almost like look back in 2017 at all these different, um, all you know, all these different kind of uh, milestones that have taken place. And I think you can check uh, this whole NFL thing um, as another one of those. Uh, So before we go into the events of um, last weekend and the events leading up to last weekend. Let's actually let's take it back to the very start and let's talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick. So, Colin Kaepernick. For those who are unaware, who listen to the podcast and who don't watch football, which I, I think might be a, a significant portion of our list, listener base, I'm actually a pretty big football fan. Uh, Will is not. So, um, uh, hold on. Uh oh, you got something to to say on this podcast? Will? Just,
1: I don't. You know, Steelers till I die but gone
0: Steelers till he dies. That's me as well. And you know, yeah, that's, I'm glad just, we're glad to have you on the Steelers bandwagon. Will. Yeah, no reason and, to call uh, me out. Yeah, no, no, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it, man. I didn't mean it. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but okay. Let's, well, go, let's go, let's go back. So, uh, Colin Kaepernick back when he was the quarterback of the, uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, back in 2016, actually started kneeling during the national anthem, uh, in a preseason game. And, um, This was, you may remember it at the time, it was a pretty big deal and uh, decently politicized, though not to the extent that this weekend was politicized. Um, And Kaepernick was doing this as kind of just a way to use his platform to uh, raise awareness about a number of issues um, that people of color have to deal with in this country. Um, His statement on it is, uh, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color uh to me this is bigger than football and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way there are bodies in the street and people are getting paid leave and getting away with murders so um for those of you who don't remember 2016 and 2017 have you know we've seen a number of just kind of uh murders of black people by cops and uh and all that going on so which originally which, i
1: mean we should
0: point oh, out that, like this is
1: a relatively uh at least, you know, considering the spectrum, this is a relatively antiseptic statement. Um, he is oh. he, even his opposition to standing up to show pride in a flag for a country. blah, blah, blah like, even that is conditional. Um, you know, he's not he's not condemning the the institution itself. He's not condemning the flag or the anthem, which some people have. Um, he's he's very much saying that this is a conditional thing that's based on us basically doing a better job of of. Of uh not killing uh black people for no reason, um, and yeah, I just think it's worth pointing out that it it's it's kind of uh uh it, it should be noted that this this was this is a relatively tame statement by him that people uh literally set their faces on fire over it's 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 impossible to overstate how insane the right side of this country went when he did this
0: yeah I mean I, I think most listeners of this show will probably recall um, recall that whole thing and so you know he plays the 2016 season and I believe gets benched towards the end of it um, and essentially uh, due to some spotty play I you know Kaepernick isn't a great quarterback by any means he's not horrible and he's certainly a serviceable QB Um but uh any anyways, uh, 2016 ends or he ends that season, no longer a member of the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, this is where this is where things get kind of interesting, right? Um, at least in, in Kaepernick's story, in that he, he doesn't get re-signed as as quickly as one might expect. And there there was a lot of narrative around the whole thing, um, suggesting that he was kind of being blackballed by owners um owners of nfl teams tend to be rich white dudes and um tend to probably skew a little bit more to the conservative side of things
1: it's an unfair characterization uh, you know <laughs> and um
0: <laughs> and so initially like i'll say will uh, initially when this was all happening and there were kind of conflicting reports I-, I read a lot of reports and um you know some some on the progressive side suggesting that uh that, you know, he's just that he's being blackballed and and that's why he's not able to land a job and, and some beat writers uh, of sports teams just suggesting that, you know, hey, he wasn't that great of a quarterback. And, and I'll agree he's not an amazing quarterback. Right. Uh, but there's there's an interesting article that I came upon uh, from five thirty eight actually um, titled Colin uh, Kaepernick is not supposed to be unemployed. And it was published uh, August of this year. And uh, we're going to link it in the show notes. And basically um, what 538 did is they, they took all the quarterbacks uh, who have hit free agency and they compiled uh, the number of days that they spent in free agency, uh, the time unsigned essentially, and their total quarterback rating. Uh, the, the QBR is a metric to measure um, basically how good the quarterback is. So they, they look at completion percentage. They look at interception percentage. Uh, they look at uh, number of yards, things like that. And uh, it's, it's generally kind of accepted as the gold standard for measuring quarterback rating. And so they compile all these in a graph, and, are, and, um, and it's actually available on the site there, and you can kind of take a look at it. And basically what we see when they compile the, uh, the total QBR rating and the length of free agency is that um, Colin Kaepernick has the highest uh, QB rating and the longest length of free agency. Um, the only one who even comes close is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he's kind of an outlier on this graph uh, because at the time they were in contract negotiations, and he was leveraging over them, uh, attempting to get more money essentially. So he really shouldn't even been here, um, be in the graph, but he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, I mean, kind of a just a great like kind of a numeric or uh, um, analytical takeaway that you can kind of so look. So just and basically say, like, yeah.
1: confirming the idea that like he's. You know, this 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 is not him not being on a team right now is not a function of his ability to play and probably has more to do with um, his uh, him being outspoken.
0: Exactly. And because you will see the narrative a lot that that he's not on a team because he's just an average quarterback or um, because he's not a good quarterback. And uh, one other quote I want to take from the article on 538: um, Kaepernick's ability to play the position no longer seems to be in doubt. Players have spoken in support of Kaepernick, and most serious analysis reliant on game study arrives at the conclusion that Kaepernick is not just a competent quarterback, but is also better than he was when he led the 49ers to a Super Bowl in 2013. Uh, Cian Faley, who catalogs quarterback performances at pre-snap reads, found Kaepernick found Kaepernick to have outplayed Ravens starter Joe Flacco. So uh, actually Flacco was just benched last weekend for what's worth, so kind of funny. Um, but yeah, so he's obviously got the talent there, uh, but he's being kind of uh, blackballed by the league and by uh, front offices to not um, to, into not getting a job. And so this is kind of like our our boilerplate, right? This is everything that's kind of happened. Um, up until this point, that uh, we joined Trump in Alabama at a rally, and uh, he makes this interesting speech. Well, that I've got sound on, and that I want to kind of go through. And I'm uh, sure this and, is going to
1: be really good, and not make me uh, want to die. So let's, yeah, let's so
0: to it. let's have a listen here, and then uh, we'll we'll stop it and kind of break it down as we go. Wouldn't you
2: love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, "Get that son of a." off the field right now out he's fired he's fired
1: they seem to be really happy about that he's doing that that. walk
0: away from the podium thing that he does that he loves so much you know where he walks away and throws his hands
1: up he learned that in the WWF
0: so let's let's talk about that statement first um already he's kind of so he's bringing up the whole kaepernick thing right and kaepernick kind of sparked a whole movement right when he did this um back in 2016 and it's kind of it's uh followed through into today and And it's already
1: widespread too we even got to the point where we saw an mlb player do it and yeah i mean it,
0: it is it's it's kind of it's become very widespread Um, Already, though, early on here, we can see Trump kind of mischaracterizing the whole thing. And this is something we're going to see a lot uh, or that I've seen a lot from conservatives and from the GOP side of things, um, which is the mischaracterization of what Kaepernick and what athletes are doing by by uh, kneeling, by taking a knee, um, by not participating in the anthem, which is it's they take it as some sort of disrespect of the flag or often you'll hear the troops um, the MAGA which is brains. just, yeah. I mean, um, which is just obviously completely incorrect, right? I mean, we've already we've already covered kind of Kaepernick's uh, reasoning for doing this, and I, I think a number of athletes who have done it have been very outspoken about their reasoning as a, as a way to sort of uh, raise awareness about these issues.
1: Well, even um, if it was though, it wouldn't matter. I mean, that's the whole point. Is like he spent Trump spent the entire campaign basically saying like we fucking suck. This is a shit country. We're terrible. We fucking lose all the time. We're the worst. Um, And like every time he said that stuff, people went nuts at his rallies. People were all over it. But like uh, Colin Colin Kaepernick says that like, hey, you know, we uh, there's there's a lot of problems with the way that this this country uh, treats its black population in terms of, um, um, uh, you know, institutional racism and police brutality and, and the prison industrial complex. And they go nuts, and it's not hard to to, to square that circle. Basically, is that um, they don't have a problem with people taking a shit on America. They have a problem with black people being upset. I mean, that's if you watch the if you watch any Fox News take on this, like you will always, always, always get to the point in their monologue where uh, Janine Pirro had a great one this week in her unhinged, insane rant, um, where they will talk about how these players aren't grateful and how they should be grateful because. We've given them so much and they're so wealthy and they should just be grateful and shut the fuck up. And that is that's their position is that like, look, you know, you're not slaves anymore. Um, we let you we <laughs> let you eat at Denny's now. I mean, uh,
0: it's like, like it's, yeah, what it, more do it's you want? It's awful. But it's you're right. It is. Um, you, you'll hear that a lot, right? Um, So let's let's go on because Trump isn't done yet. And he's going to say a lot more terrible oh, things. Good. Yeah, yeah don't black. worry. This is this clip is two minutes and forty eight seconds, and in that time he is Can't gonna set be like a, a world record for terrible things per second.
2: You know, some owner's gonna do that. He's gonna say that guy that disrespects our flag, he's fired. And that owner, they don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know they'll be the most popular person for a
0: week (laughs) friends of mine They'll
2: be the most popular person in this country because that's a total disrespect of our heritage That's a total disrespect of heritage that we stand for. Okay. There's that word And I know We have freedoms and we have freedom of choice and many many different freedoms, but you know what? It's still totally disrespectful and you know when the NFL ratings are down massively, massively, the NFL ratings are down massively. Now, the number one reason happens to be that they like watching what's happening on, you know, with yours clearly. Let's pause like it there. Let's, let's pause, just, just, to, just know,
1: to clarify this point. All right. He's literally saying, number one, that, like, the thing that fucking everybody watches, which is the NFL, the ratings are down because of yours truly. He's literally saying that the ratings of the NFL are down because people want to watch him. Like, yeah, I mean,
0: that's uh, that's what it sounds like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, also, it's, let's
1: point out... It's at, unbelievable. At the, be- at the beginning of this speech, he's talking about people disrespecting the flag. Um, but as we'll see as we go on, like he's, he's going to talk about people disrespecting, uh, the, the, uh, the, the anthem. And I don't think he really knows. I mean, this is something that never gets any kind of critical examination by anyone is how do you connect these dots? What is the connection between not standing for the, uh, the anthem, right? To, to basically get attention. I mean, let's be real. Like that's what Kaepernick's trying to do. He's doing something intentionally provocative to draw attention to the to a cause. Yeah, struggle. I mean,
0: and, and you could argue just an aside here. You could argue he's he's essentially gotten what he wanted, right? With with the president speaking out and and acknowledging it. I mean, he's we're now kind of having a national conversation. It's just not what Kaepernick would like the national conversation to be about. I think, unfortunately,
1: right. It's just that none of these, none of these MAGA brains ever actually make this, this self-examination and ask themselves, well, wait, why is it disrespectful to the troops to not stand for the anthem? How, what is the connection here? And you can, I mean, ask your crazy uncle.
0: That I can't make. I mean, I have no idea. Because there isn't a connection. connection. Yeah.
1: They can't connect those two dots. There is no connection whatsoever. This is just crazy people telling each other stuff and believing it because there isn't actually a connection there. It's just something that they take as an article of faith.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, let's, I don't know if he gets to the anthem in this, in this talk, by the way, or I don't know if I have a clip of it, but let's go on. Cause he's going to talk about, uh, about why the NFL sucks. And this is especially, well, actually fun. let's
1: set this up. You set this up and tell us just a little bit about like um, um, the, the recent changes that have been made in terms of, uh, player contact in the NFL and um, and and CTE and brain injury and why why that's why that's now an issue and because Trump's response will make more sense if we have an idea of of uh, what the what the context is surrounding that.
0: Yeah, sure thing. So I mean, over the past um, I don't know the time period. I would say the past five to ten years, um, the NFL has really been trying to uh, key in on player safety and cool off on kind of the big hits that um that you might be used to seeing back on maybe the VHS tapes they used to send out um, way back in the day um, and this is largely in part due to uh, the discovery of uh, CTE chronic traumatic uh, in Inclopathy. Inclo- inclopathy I don't know how to say it I should have practiced that before we got on on the line here but uh CTE is what That's it's how called we do it. and, it's, and essentially um, it's a product of um of repeated blunt force trauma to the head um, you know, similar to brain damage basically. And uh, it's been, it's been kind of a huge issue for the NFL, especially in the last couple years, as a number of studies kind of come to light um, showing that, you know, a a lot of these football players are coming away with CTE. So there was a study done by JAMA back in uh, July of this year and uh it studied 202 former uh deceased football players. Uh the, the thing about studying for CTE is the person has to be dead to begin with so we can't really check them while they're alive and monitor it. It's and basically so, a, pro- a process of the
1: autopsy, right?
0: Yeah, so they they take the brain, they check it for uh essentially holes is my understanding um yeah, where interesting where it's kind of like been melted away. <laughs> And, um, so anyways, 202, uh, former players. Uh, so 111 of them were NFL players. Um, of that 111, 110 of them had CTE, uh, 53 were college players of those 53 college players. 48 had CTE and, uh, 38 were high school players. Only 14 had CTE, but I mean, we're talking about high school players, right? A lot, they're a lot smaller. Um, the game is a lot slower, uh, and, even then, 14 out of the 38 had CTE. So, I mean. We're still
1: talking about basically a third of players experiencing something that essentially is going to melt their brain.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I say small only in relation to the fact that, you know, 110 of 111 professional players had it and 48 of 53 college players had it. So it's a huge issue for the NFL. There, there are actually a number of lawsuits being filed against different teams, um, against the league itself. They just had a huge settlement. That they uh that they had in court with um a, a number of uh, previous players who who felt like they had been misled about the dangers of playing football, um so
1: I just you know, want to th- highlight that if you're saying 110 of 111, I mean that's basically 99, percent right? I mean you're it's, basically it's saying it's that lot. if you are if you are a professional football player, this is something you're going to have to deal with at some point. It's not a matter of if it happens to you; it's a matter of when you're going to have to reckon with this.
0: Yeah, and just to kind of uh, to kind of bring it home for a lot of our listeners, I just want to talk about the four stages of CTE, and then we will get back to Trump's comments. Uh, there's four stages. Stage one: uh, headaches, loss of attention, short-term memory problems, depression. Um, nothing too terrible there, right? It's you know that's manageable. Stage two:
1: uh, depression, what troop goes through.
0: mood swings, and suicidal thoughts. Uh, stage three: memory loss, aggression, and early signs of dementia. Uh, stage four just straight up dementia so this isn't you know this isn't like a peanut allergy right this is this is terrible stuff that affects you and uh basically can ruin your life um for those this is what trump has
1: right i mean this is what trump has like years and years of like thousands of female subordinates smacking him in the face for unwanted sexual advances have given him CTE (laughs) he now has holes in his brain he's on stage three
0: or four already
1: (laughs) he's he's actually discovered a new stage Trump is on stage six of CTE and he has basically a Swiss cheese brain and uh, that explains basically all of his behavior
0: yeah I mean and just one other person I want to talk about before we get back to Trump is uh, Aaron Hernandez of the Patriots because I think he is a great example of what CTE can kind of do to a life. Uh, for those who are unaware, Aaron Hernandez, um, great tight end for the Patriots who, uh, who killed someone and then uh, got life in prison for, uh, for killing this guy. And um, while he was in prison, he hung himself and committed suicide. Uh, they studied his brain afterwards uh, because that is what he wanted done. Um, and they found that he had stage three of CTE and you can just kind of, you can scroll through his life and just see, um, just kind you can see the signs, right? The anger, yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, the outrage, and then the eventual suicide. And you can kind of like look and just match it up and be like, oh, you should have seen this all along. Um, but of course, no way to tell until it's tested for afterwards. Um, but, you know, yeah, we just... We should
1: say it again. The, the chronic traumatic encephalopathy medically explicitly states that stage three is... A, when a, a, the patient experiences uh, significant levels of uh, aggression that is chemically induced, yeah. So it's it's not uh, it's not difficult to sort of make that connection between um, the crime he committed uh, and his eventual suicide. That um, that he was experiencing this.
0: Yeah, and I don't I don't want to justify what he did um, by by saying, oh, you know, he he had brain damage. So that's probably why that happened. Um, because right. I, I'm not sure that's a great, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not a medical professional, so I can't say. But you could certainly realize. argue that it, it probably played a role um, to some extent. And I think certainly his suicide um, is definitely sure. af- affected by that. And so you can kind of see, you can see a life that's been, um, you know, essentially stolen from him uh, due to these kind of hard hits uh, that he's that he took in the NFL and the CTE that he contracted, and um, you know I, I say that with a bit of a heavy heart because I'm a big football fan. I love watching football, um, and I don't I don't know not to turn this into a football podcast, but I don't know what the future holds for the NFL because I'm not sure how they solve this problem. Uh, realistically, the changes they've made in the past two years they aren't significant enough. I to me it seems like you get CTE from playing the game even with normal hits. I mean
1: know, well, because they're basically like all of the changes that they're making aren't fo- like they say they're focused on player safety, but they're not focused on player safety. They're focused on deflecting attention away from player safety. They're, they're These are changes that they're making to prevent lawsuits, to prevent public awareness, to prevent um, un, un, unwanted attention on uh, team management and medical issues. I mean... The The whole reason that they're focusing on this now is to basically stop people from boycotting the NFL and stop people from suing them. Because they weren't yeah, doing anything um, about this until they started getting sued, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. So, and I think to some extent that's correct. I, I don't know how much it is to deflect attention, um, but but agreed. I mean, it, this is certainly a product of them getting sued and certainly a product of, of recent public outrage. I'm just, I'm not sure how they fix this problem beyond changing how the game is played, essentially. Um, but that's, you know, that's for a different podcast that is more sports-based. Uh, we are uh, politics-based. So let's, let's jump back in, and Trump is now going to make some really dumb comments, and uh, we're going to laugh at him.
2: You know, today, if you hit too hard, right, they hit too hard, 15 yards, throw him out of the game. They had that last week. I watched for a couple of minutes and two guys just really beautiful tackle. Boom, 15 yards. The referee gets on television. His wife is sitting at home. She's so proud of him. They're ruining the game. Right? They're ruining the game. Hey, look. That's what they want to do. They want
0: They're ruining the game, right? His wife is so proud.
1: <laughs> I mean, this is a guy who would rather honestly, like Trump is not like, he doesn't have the, the actual brain matter to understand the rules of football, how football works, what the game actually entails. Trump is only interested in football in the sense that it provides the capacity for humiliation of defeat, triumph of victory, and the potential of seeing another human being obliterated into a fine red mist on the battlefield. Like, Trump would be happier if we could just have <laughs> gladiator matches and just see two humans physically destroy each other i mean this is like there's so much of this that lines up with america's insane deranged fascination with warfare i mean everything from you know the idea that that we we love the troops support the troops troops are great nothing better than being a troop (laughs) and but we don't really want to hear about ptsd And we don't really want to hear about, you know, the over a million civilians killed in Iraq. And we don't want to hear about like veteran suicides. And in the same way, I mean, we look at the NFL and it's like we just we just want to see people beat the fucking Christ out of each other. We don't want to see the actual effect that that's going to have on their their brains or their lives long term. We just want to be entertained. Trump just wants to see people beat on each other. He doesn't actually want to have to reckon with any kind of responsibility that comes with that or or deal with the fallout of that he just wants to see like if it were up to trump we would go back to like leather helmets and like people having their clavicles like annihilated uh every day basically like that's that is his vision or that's his dream of what football should be it's just people just human beings physically destroying each other
0: yeah no um agreed and, and it's unfortunate because um you know it's just it's not it's not what the game needs right now and so he makes these comments um on i don't remember was it thursday or friday or yeah something like that and uh and this of Do course we have much
1: more of this because i'm very close to death
0: no I, I think we can cut it off at this point um okay that's that's all i really wanted to cover there's a little bit more time but you know you I'm I'm looking at you here on video chat, and you're just you're looking like (laughs) this is the end. I don't think you can take much more.
1: Like I have, like, because we're 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 getting to the part of this podcast where like it it all really becomes clear and goes downhill, and you know this is this is the unfortunate part of America right now is that everyone but these these smooth brain maga morons like. They all understand that Trump's an idiot, and, like, he's incompetent, and he's insane, a racist, and and all all this terrible stuff. But, like, and this new coalition sort of disintegrates and reforms every time Trump comes out against something. And so Trump's lack of sophistication.
0: the resistance.
1: Exactly. The the hashtag resistance, hashtag yes queen. Like...
0: and, you know, I just want to say one thing, Will, really quick, because I, I've ahead. realized
1: like on previous
0: podcasts, we we have talked about the resistance in in a sort of demeaning way. I don't want to demean what they do or what the idea of the resistance is. I, you know, I, I think it's positive, right? Resisting Trump. That's an important thing. Uh, my biggest problem with the resistance is they don't have a clear uh, political viewpoint. Right. I mean, you can see people they don't have any politics. Yeah, there's no politics associated with the resistance. And I think, and I think not to get too far off base here, but I think this is going to be the challenge for the Democrats in 2018, 2020, is how do you bring the resistance into the Democratic side, right? For the most part, we can guess that the resistance is, is more to the left, or at least the, the kind of leftist center um, than, than most people. But how do you bring them all in to vote Democrat? Um, or to vote for a progressive candidate, right? I, so I don't want people to, who listen to this show to think that we're we're demeaning or demoralizing the resistance. I you know I think they they provide a great value, and uh, we just need to figure out how to uh, how to give them all good politics, right?
1: Well, I mean, this is this is sort of the central problem, right? Is that if you were to ask the Democrats the the best result of this scenario, it's for Colin Kaepernick to still kneel. But also wear a shirt that says like I love a troop. Like that that's their that's their politics is like they don't they don't understand and they don't they don't I mean that's why like you know we've got this situation we're in now where we started with this this like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast we have this very synchronized, very localized protest by Colin Kaepernick about it but a handful of very specific problems in this country and things that are being done to black americans and now because trump has you know trump's lack of sophistication becomes our lack of sophistication trump comes out not excuse me not against colin kaepernick but against the nfl as a whole and he also tangentially connects that to like i don't i don't get to watch linebackers murder each other anymore and so now you have what started as like very progressive black players standing up for something to like Jerry Jones kneeling and like white team owners getting on the cover of Sports Illustrated saying that the NFL is united. And this is the problem with unity is that whenever you can get a whole bunch of people to all organically unite around something whatever they're uniting around is probably bullshit because the lowest common denominator is always bullshit so if you get all these people uniting around something it's probably going to be something stupid like we oppose trump which is what the entire hillary clinton 2016 campaign was based on we oppose trump he's bad and we oppose him and therefore you should vote for us yeah and this is the same thing happening within democratic party where they feel like opposing trump and opposing the absolute worst that humanity has to offer is a substitute for genuine progressive politics that push for actual uh universal programs and and policies that will that will improve the lives of of people and it's it's sort of the same thing which is i mean we've been saying since um since trump first announced his his election campaign is that trump makes people stupid And Trump makes us ally with stupid people. And it pushes basically, literally everyone who's not a fucking Nazi into one group. And that's such a huge problem because everyone who's not a Nazi is not a synchronized political faction. It's just people who recognize that, like, the Holocaust happened and was bad. And... That's a, very, that's a very broad coalition of people. It's like people who agree that herpes is bad. Uh, it doesn't really say a lot about them, and it yeah. doesn't really say a lot about our chances in 2018 or 2020. I mean, if anything, what Democrats need right now and what Democrats needed to, to learn is that the reason that they lost and the reason that they will win is politics and policy. And if they want to be able to defeat Republicans— they need to coalesce behind universal programs real progressive policies real things that will improve the lives of americans immigrants social and ethnic minorities so on and so forth and not think that they can sort of just get over the threshold by wearing a pin that says i kneel with cap or something stupid like that
0: yeah agreed so i I think that's you know that's probably our biggest issue with the resistance as a whole. Um, So I just wanted to have that little aside about that, but yeah, so Trump makes these comments in Alabama. Um, This kind of causes a a huge upstir amongst um, NFL teams, NFL front offices, uh, NFL fans. And, um, and then this leads to, you know, uh, the previous last Sunday, now um, a number of teams kind of uh, taking place. A number of Different uh, demonstrations. You know, we saw in the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, Baltimore Ravens game, where uh, both teams on the field locked arms, and some of them took a knee. Uh, we saw in the Steelers Bears game where uh, the Steelers didn't even come out of the tunnel for the anthem. Um, and we saw. Actually, kind can of- you
1: can you expand on that a little bit? Because that's that's something we should address. Is like the what what you th- what do you think of the the Steelers? Obviously, there's there's people on the team who probably wanted to kneel, people on the team who wanted to stand, people on the team who didn't want anything to do with it, and their their head coach, whose name I can't recall, um, Mike decided Tomlin, yeah. Mike Tomlin. So he decides that instead, they're gonna just sort of abstain from the whole process, stay in the tunnel, which simultaneously grants them the unyielding support of the the center uh, right, center left, center whatever. But also manages to piss off all the MAGA brains. So, what do, what do you think of that as a as a tactic? And are they getting too much credit for basically saying um, we're not going to take a position?
0: Yeah. So we actually have some sound from Tomlin, and I think um, you know I, I think as a whole, uh, what what they did is honestly uh, very similar to what many other teams did. That that weekend um which is locked arms and uh and did everything you know together did they you know they either all locked they stood in locked arms or they all knelt in locked arms um it was kind of a sh- you know it was uh it was a show of the resistance uh from the nfl side of things right um right showing but not a resistance
1: not- to like systemic disintegration of black communities but a, sy- no, but a no. symbol of resistance to trump
0: Yeah, a symbol of resistance to Trump. Uh, But we do have a sound from Tomlin, so let's go ahead and we'll listen to his justification and then I'll talk about it a little bit.
3: The headlines have been challenging for the NFL over the past 48 hours with some remarks coming from President Trump. You saw what happened this morning in London with the first game being played. How have you handled that with this team going into this game? You know, these are very divisive times for our country. And, um, you know, for us uh, as a football team, it's about us remaining solid. Uh, We're not going to be divided by by anything said by anyone. And uh, that's the thing that I posted to our guys. I said, if you feel the need to do anything, um, I'm gonna be supportive of that. Uh, As Americans, you have that right. But whatever we do, we're gonna do 100%, we're gonna do together. We're not gonna let divisive times or divisive individuals uh, affect our agenda. Uh, This collection of men, we're chasing something here in 2017, and we're not gonna play politics with football players, with football coaches. Uh, We're not participating in the Anthem today. Not to be disrespectful to the Anthem, to remove ourselves from this circumstance. People shouldn't have to choose. If a guy wants to go about his normal business and participate in the anthem, he shouldn't be forced to choose sides. If a guy feels a need to do something, he shouldn't be separated from his teammate who chooses not to. Uh, so we're not participating today. That's our decision. Uh, we're gonna be 100%. We came here to play a football game. Uh, that's our intentions. And uh, we're gonna play and play to win. So be-
0: Okay. All right, so I, I got a lot to talk about here um, just because I...
1: I feel like we might come down on different <laughs> sides of this. So This might be interesting. This because could be interesting. You've been a longer um, football sort of uh, adherent and, and a longer uh, Steelers adherent than I have, so uh, I'm interested. Yeah, I,
0: I think you're going that. on about two weeks, and uh, I've been watching the Steelers for about the past 20... 20, 20 years 20 I'm also years?
1: losing my hair and slowly dying so that's also yeah. a factor in this discussion so, so things are a little different what do you think? um but okay <laughs> so
0: you know I I'm a big mike Tomlin fan for what it's worth from a sports pers- perspective uh, I think he's a great coach and I like him a lot um, as the coach of the Steelers I don't know if I like this you know initially when so the way this kind of all broke on Sunday is initially it broke that they were not going to come out for the anthem at all and there was no explanation around along with it, right? And so initially, I was really pumped up. I was like, this is great. This is like, you know, like my football team is more woke than your football team. And like, you guys suck and we're going to win. And, and this is before like he made any statement. <laughs> Just the only thing I had read was like a, a quick tweet that was like, Steelers will remain in locker room for Anthem. And I'm like, this is so right. awesome. We're so woke over here. Um, and then I, then I read the statement and it just, I got really disappointed because to me, this is almost worse than what a lot of other teams did, right? Uh, most other teams still came on the field for the Anthem and they gave their players the choice to make that statement, right? To kneel, to stand. They gave them the option. Um, it, Tomlin kind of came out and just, uh, and just said like, no, we're, we're not going to divide ourselves internally and we're going to focus on football only, and that's that, and I'm not going to allow anybody to use this platform to uh, to speak on the option. That that is kind of my takeaway um, from this I whole agree. thing. And and you know I can I can understand it, right? I understand like I get where he's coming from to some extent. Um, that they're a football team. This is what they are. Like I,
1: they're running a business.
0: They they're running a business. I like imagine you know I can I'm a software developer, and I can imagine like if
1: if before every
0: day of work, like everyone had to like out loud state what they felt about certain things, like it could lead to a challenging work environment. So I can understand where he's coming from. um, But at the same time, I can't get past. I just, I personally cannot get past the whole thing of not allowing them to go out there and make that statement. You know, I, I don't know. To me, it's, I mean, I know it's something I they apparently agreed to as a team. Um, right. But but to me, I I don't know, it just it doesn't work as well for me as I'd hoped. Um and then of course there's the whole issue with Alejandro Villanueva, uh Steelers left tackle, uh breaking rank and going out to the end of Semper the tunnel five. and um and uh holding his hand over his heart and for the national anthem, which is just Probably the most upsetting thing of the entire weekend, um, just because I, I think everyone is, and he since apologized for it and said that he was out of line. Um, but boy, I mean, just not a good look for him uh, from a sports perspective, right? Breaking rank with the team, and from you know a, a leftist progressive perspective, not not a great look either. Um, what's what's your take though? We'll talk about it a little bit. Um,
1: so basically, what what's happening here is. Obviously, the coach is is basically sanitizing the entire team. Um, It's obviously uh, something that he doesn't want to have to deal with, Uh, having certain players uh, dissent. Uh, And So he's sanitizing the entire process by basically saying, like, nobody here has has an opinion. Nobody here thinks anything about anything. And we're just going to sit this out because we don't want to be divided. And I just want to say that division... Hold on.
0: I don't I don't know if he's saying that no one has an opinion so much as um, he doesn't want anyone to be able to uh, express that opinion and distract from the task at hand, uh, which to me, those feel like different things. Go on. Sorry.
1: OK, no, that, I mean, that's true. I mean, he's basically like obviously people there have opinions. He's just saying that, like, your opinion isn't more important than our purpose here, which is to play. Yeah, football.
0: very much. I totally agree
1: and the the problem here is that he's basically you know look division is good unity is bad division is one group of people says that everybody deserves healthcare because it's a basic human right and no one should have to die because they can't afford to get treatment the other group of people says that healthcare is for people who are fortunate enough to have made enough money to afford it that's division right there so yeah i mean i don't division have, it by hmm. itself is not i mean I am so sick and tired of every time I, I open Facebook or Twitter, just seeing constantly these takes about how the nation is divided. Of course it is. It has been forever, so have human beings. But one of these groups of people is more correct than the other, and we should be supporting the group that is more correct, the group that is, that is supporting better quality of life for more people, not the other one. So this idea well, and that we I should think...
0: be... In- I think your end goal, right, is to get a nation that agrees that universal health care is a necessity for everyone. So I think the end goal is unity, right? The end goal is unity on, on the right opinions and the right subjects, right? I, I mean, you know, it's is it ever going to be completely possible? Probably not. Um, you're never right. going to get. And that's sort to of within, agree on
1: that. within the Democratic Party is saying like, hey, if you want people to vote for you, uh, you need to come out for. A $15 minimum wage and police reform and universal health care and, and all these things that, that people actually support if you want if you want folks to vote for you. but um, yeah, I, I just I, I have a problem with just the idea that the highest goal and the most lofty ambition is to compromise, because that's been the democratic playbook mm-hmm. since yeah, Clinton. It is, is that the, the greatest thing we can do is find a common ground. And that's bullshit because, like, the, the people in Flint who don't have clean water, the people in Puerto Rico who don't have electricity or fucking homes, the, the people who, who's, whose sons and daughters have been murdered by police officers, uh, the people who are serving life in prison for, for uh, having a, a relatively small amount of marijuana in their car, they don't give a shit about unity. They don't give a shit about common ground they care about their lives and their their dignity and this idea that that there is some kind of value in coming together as a country to oppose a a swiss cheese brained moron is going to improve their existence in any way it's just delusional i mean it's it's it is a byproduct of people who have never actually experienced any kind of adversity and and only totally understand agree, life right silver spin yeah exactly the old the, their only experience in life is like well you know it, it's like this whole idea that like trump is something different in the republican party right like like the republican party stands for systemic racism and uh brutal foreign illegal wars and destruction of, of innocent civilians and all this terrible stuff but it doesn't stand for impoliteness and so we're with the Republicans. The Republicans are good, but um, they shouldn't say pussy on camera. Like, that, that is, that, that is the, the heart of this nonsensical argument, is that what we're really opposing is impoliteness, division, and just general argumentativeness, and not the actual physical policies that have destroyed the lives of Americans.
0: Yeah. So, and I mean, I, you'll see this, I've seen this take a lot on Facebook, um, and from a number of, uh, I would, you know, like friends who aren't far right, but who are uh, more moderate. The idea that, uh, you know, this is just, uh, Trump trying to divide us again. Um, so I, I, I don't know, you'll see the take. I, I think your takeaway is, is very good in that, uh, you know, being divided is, uh, it's part of the political process, honestly. And the, The idea that we just, we shouldn't uh, care at all. It's, you know, the idea of being apolitical is kind of a political opinion in and of itself, really. Um, It's just uh, hilarious.
1: Like, every time somebody tries to, like, attach an intention to Trump is so (laughs) amazing to me. Every time someone's like, oh, he's trying to distract us from Russia. Like, oh, you mean he's trying to distract us by doing the same insane shit he's done his entire life? Like, he's trying to distract us by just... By just saying his deranged opinions unfiltered to a crowd of his supporters, there's some kind of, like, there's some kind of, like, super secret, super sophisticated plan behind all of this. Like, the guy has a a, a a a brain with actual holes in it that you could drive a train through. And people are trying to say that, like, oh, he's, oh, he's trying to distract us. That's what this whole thing is. He's so crafty. It's three-dimensional chess. We can't buy into Trump. It's just insane. Yeah. But so
0: uh, the one other narrative I want to talk about here, Will, is uh, the idea that um, the kneeling and all the different political statements coming out of the NFL People protesting the NFL. Yeah, people protesting the NFL because this is something you will see <laughs> all over the place. I mean, I have seen so many posts from people who I didn't even know watched football or went to games. Where they're like, "Oh, I'm selling my tickets this year." Like you didn't even have tickets this year to begin with. Let's be
1: honest. Like, have you seen this? The Steelers jersey burning. The all those no, videos. No, I haven't.
0: I wish they would give them to me though. I maybe I can comment on those and get some free Steelers jerseys. This That's is my great. real hope: is that a bunch of them pop up in Goodwill.
1: I have like a rant we will get to at some point, but I love more than anything else uh, watching these videos of. Like some MAGA brain trying to burn a Steelers jersey that they purchased from like the NFL official shop and like using like a Bic lighter and being unable to ignite it because obviously like it's not not super flammable and just like being so angry because it just connects so well with the conservative idea of protest, which is like like I'm going to I'm going to protest this organization by burning products that I purchased from this organization that I've already <laughs> yeah. given my money to, it's great. <laughs> I'm not going to harm them in any way. So yeah, let's let's. I want to get your thoughts on this though, because we've we've uh, in the process of of this this whole making America dumb again and taking a legitimate protest and turning it into everybody versus Trump. Um, we have actually seen a significant number of people. Who are on Trump's side and who are boycotting the NFL? Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you think that it's going to be effective? <laughs> are they going to break the NFL and uh, and finally destroy it and uh, and basically make it so that uh, through through their through their Facebook posting, um, which is sort of the highest form of protest, is posting? Are they going to be able to break the back of the NFL and uh, finally? Uh, finally force them to uh fire all their black players,
0: yeah, so I mean uh Trump talks a lot about the ratings being down um he's he's tweeted about it since then uh nFL attendance and ratings are way down, boring games, yes, but many stay away because they love our country. League should back the u s which is hilarious to begin with because like the NFL is so far in bed what the fuck does that with, mean like with like the u s military that it's just unbelievable, like you can't. You can't turn on a game and not see like a, you know, a soldier or like a flyover. And like you can't watch a game and not see at least like two or three commercials for like joining the Marines. So
1: they're flying planes
0: over the stadiums. It's yeah, it's beyond unbelievable. But let's talk a little (laughs) bit about the ratings because the ratings, the ratings are down. And he's right that NFL viewership has declined in the past couple of years, Um, but not not so much due to the, the the protesting. Um, There's a great Vox article about this that we're going to link in the show notes, and I'm not going to read everything, um, but I am going to read just a a couple uh, little blurbs. And uh, that is that actually NFL ratings are down, but so are the NBA ratings, so are MLB ratings, Um, even NASCAR ratings are down as well. Um, And this is what Vox essentially uh, blames us to is uh, is cord cutting, right? Uh, Over the past... I don't know right, what is right, it. Right. Maybe five years. Uh, we're seeing Americans actually cord cut cable, satellite in kind of just huge droves and switch to Netflix. Um, or you know, they'll end up with uh with skinny bundles, uh, you know, similar to Sling or whatever. And right. we're we're kind of seeing this across the entire country. Um what that has actually resulted in is, you know, a lot of a lot less people now have ESPN, a lot less people have you know, uh, NFL network and, and aren't able to watch as many sports as they once were. Um, also, uh, Vox kind of theorizes that uh, communal viewing of sports has become a lot more popular. So going to the bar and, uh, and watching a game with your friend, uh, you know, I'm actually a great example of this. So the last, uh, the last two years I bought Sunday ticket for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I live in Ohio, so we can't get all the Steelers games on local. And, uh, the last two years I, I shelled out the, I think it's three hundred dollars a season um, to watch Jesus, all sixteen. Is it that much? Yeah, it's it's expensive. Wow. It might be two fifty, but it's two fifty or three hundred a season to watch all sixteen games this year. This year, I decided to uh, pass on that, and uh, in exchange, when the games are not on TV, um, you know, I drive to a bar and uh, meet up with a friend, and uh, and we watch the game, you know, at a bar that has Sunday ticket. So I'm a prime example of someone who uh who isn't watching as much at home and is uh going to the bars and watching there. Um but basically well, yeah, the it turns here out is- that like
1: apparently late capitalist uh alienation and everyone being addicted to fentanyl and no one having a raise <laughs> in 30 years means that people are going to be less inclined to spend $300 to watch a fucking game. Like Yeah. That's <laughs> That shouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. I don't think that there's a lot of people like, I don't think that all your conservative uncles are, like, sitting down, like, on Monday night, and they're like, normally I'd watch football, but there's less chance of watching human beings' uh, skull being destroyed on uh, live television, so I'm going to watch American Idol instead
0: yeah and i I don't think anyone is is honestly avoiding the NFL because of the two minute anthem that takes place before the one o'clock kickoff. i mean honestly <laughs> i I love watching football it's I love watching the sport. It's so much fun. I've maybe caught the anthem two or three times in like the past couple of years because like it it happens at like twelve fifty like I'm still trying to like make the kids lunch and and, like, I don't turn the game on till kickoff at 1 p.m. I don't even see the anthem most days. Like, right. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, just you would have, have to have assume,
1: like, based on the responses on Facebook and people fucking burning jerseys, you would have to assume, as somebody like me who doesn't regularly watch the games, that, like, every NFL game starts with, like, they bring a troop out and everybody spits on him and then, like, they let one of the black players, like, bang his <laughs> wife. And, oh, like... Man. That's that is why people aren't watching anymore. And of course, like if you actually watch the NFL, like it's still like you said, it's overwhelmingly inundated with absurd jingoistic displays of patriotism and like planes flying overhead and the national anthem flags everywhere. People, you know, like you said, the commercials for the army and the Navy and the Marines and like it's still overwhelmingly just a font of Americana.
0: Yeah, I mean, you watch an NFL game, you're going to see commercials for grills. You're going to see commercials to join the army and like probably (laughs) erectile dysfunction. Like, I mean, it's just it's like the most American thing in the world. I mean, just like while I was watching the game and like just to kind of put this all in perspective, while I was watching the game on Sunday, I had a relative of mine text me who is uh, pretty far to the right and tell me that like he's so tired of the NFL doing this stuff. But then we're talking about the game that he's still watching and like he's like he's done with the NFL. But like we're actually we're still talking about the game and he's watching like three different games
1: and like I just like I don't know. Like my dick doesn't work and I love the troops and that's all I want to hear about. (laughs) So I can't make love to a woman and I fucking love the Navy and that's all I want to hear about. (laughs) And I'm tired of these black players being upset. Oh, it's amazing. But, um,
0: yeah, so, I mean, yeah, this, this Fox article has a lot of great uh, possible explanations as to why the ratings are down. I don't necessarily care if the NFL ratings are down. I mean, this is this is a sport that, from a progressive standpoint, from a progressive viewpoint, has a number of problems, right? I mean, they finance these stadiums with taxpayer dollars. Um, the the players have a, a spotty... Uh, A spotty criminal record at best i mean the domestic violence is a huge issue with nfl players um Mm -hmm. and then of course which ironically
1: is is not as much of a problem as kneeling during the anthem like
0: yeah oh no i mean to put it bluntly
1: realistically beating your wife is a more acceptable behavior within the nfl than kneeling during the anthem
0: yeah no i mean uh, just look at ezekiel elliott a dallas cowboys running back who um has had a number he was uh, had a four-game, well, it was a four-game suspension uh, for beating his girlfriend, um, but that was later overturned, and uh, I don't believe he's serving. He's appealing it, so he's not serving it at all right now. I haven't really heard a thing about him. That's so amazing, uh, but of, of course I've heard you know nonstop about uh, about the Steelers standing in the tunnel or the Ravens uh, <laughs> taking a knee, and it's just you know the it's NFL a is standard, basically obviously.
1: like a lenient stepdad who's like <laughs> yeah. like doesn't care um, that like you beat your girlfriend but like if you uh if you don't like hug a troop like you're grounded <laughs> like i actually yeah so, so before we get into to any more of this i just want to real quick i, I just want to make a, a quick point because there's something that's been on my mind lately i i know that you know adam i know you've had to deal with a lot of like uh, you've basically like checked out from Facebook because it's, it's basically like I've a given boiling up, man. I just, cesspool you know we cancer. do this,
0: we do this podcast once a week and I would say, uh, the, the episodes run about a little over an hour. This one looks like it's going to come in a little bit over an hour as well. Um, of course. and I'd say we spend a couple hours, maybe three to four hours prepping for it. And then there's a pre-production meeting of an hour. I'd say on average, this podcast costs me around five to seven hours a week to produce. Um, And I just don't have time anymore to argue with stupid people on Facebook. I've seen so many bad takes, and I've decided that like from here on out, I'm just going to record this, and when I see a bad take, I'm just going to post the podcast. And then, you know. um, So if you're (laughs) listening to this because I posted it on your status, uh, hello. And I hope you enjoyed my opinion.
1: And actually, pay it forward, please. Every time you see someone like making the argument that, like, um colin kaepernick shouldn't protest because black people's skulls are smaller than white people's just post a link to our podcast don't bother arguing with them just post a link to our show post a link to this episode actually and uh and then leave and um just like go have like a normal healthy sexual relationship with a person um and don't uh don't don't stand around arguing drink a bottle of water yeah, exactly. Uh, just, just be a be a normal, well-adjusted individual and don't engage. Hand in handful of pistachios. But, yeah, exactly. Have a bunch of pistachios. Actually, health superfood. Um, so, I wanted to make a little comment on this because I've I've engaged a little bit on Facebook this week, and I wanted to to make a comment on what I think about the concept of protest and the the notion of dis- or arguing with people on, uh, on the internet or, or, or in real life if uh, you are unfortunate enough to have to spend time with people in your family uh, who believe the insane things. So basically, this is, this is the problem that we're dealing with. Conservatives don't know what protest is. They don't have a concept of what a protest is because they've never actually experienced a degree of hardship that hearkens to an issue that is bigger than themselves. So we can look at what Colin Kaepernick has been doing, and we get the uh, other players in the league have been protesting, but the reason they're doing that is because they are acting on behalf of an abused class of people. And so when you're acting on behalf of an abused class or when you're a member of that class, your protest will take the form of trying to make the comfortable class notice your problem. That's why when we see protests from Black Lives Matter, it takes the form of yeah. social disruption or economic disruption. It's why they're blocking traffic. Agreed. It's why they're- Yeah, this is a pro- good point. Yeah, it's why they're protesting the anthem because they're trying to make you fucking pay attention. They're trying to make you notice the fact that their lives are being destroyed by a system that you don't even know is there. And it's why, for example, when we see conservatives protest something, as we mentioned, um, conservatives right now are protesting the NFL, very successfully, mind you. Um, they're not aware of a system that is greater than themselves. They're not aware of a problem that's so large that it's bigger than who they are. And they have to, to, they have to band together and, and bring attention to it to be able to defeat something. Now, for conservatives... And for comfortable people, protest is simply a form of personal resentment and aggrievement. That's why when Colin Kaepernick does his protest, he's not, you know, he's not burning a flag. He's not pissing on a policeman's uniform, right? It's not about some kind of personal sense of satisfaction or aggrievement. It's about drawing attention to a problem that he knows is bigger than himself that is going to require a huge coalition of people to tackle. But when conservatives protest, they're burning a jersey of a team that they feel has betrayed them. They're buying coffee at Starbucks and demanding that the barista write Trump on the cup. It's always about some sense of personal aggrievement, personal resentment. It's about them feeling that their ego hasn't been soothed and that they've been personally offended by something. And this is why, when conservatives disagree with you or argue with you about what the right way to protest is, which, for the record, the only right way for a black person to protest in this country is to just be shot and die by police. Because kneeling isn't acceptable, uh, marching isn't acceptable, holding signs isn't acceptable, yelling isn't acceptable, nothing is acceptable to these people. So when you're arguing with them, understand that it's basically pointless because when you say protest and they say protest, they're talking about something completely different than you are because they don't have a concept of what it's like to struggle against a machine that's crushing you and know that you that, that it is bigger than just one person. So my takeaway from all of this is don't argue with people who have a problem with protest. They are always... Always, always acting in bad faith. They are not there to make a point. They are not there to to reach a conclusion with you. When somebody posts on Facebook that Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the flag, give them the finger and move on. Because having an argument with them is entirely fruitless. They're not trying to have this disagreement. They don't actually believe the things they're saying. There is no version. Of protest that Colin Kaepernick could do that would be acceptable to them. So, um, just ignore it, I guess, Uh, and listen to our podcast and share share our podcast with your friends because it's the best show around. And uh, we are uh, we're working really hard to give you guys the uh, the best show we can. And um, I am uh, uh, I'm really proud of it. I don't know. I hope Adam's really proud of it too. But. yeah, F those people. F the MAGA brains. Don't listen to them. Block that shit.
0: I like it. That's um, that's a great takeaway, Will. And I think that's the perfect takeaway to end this episode of Input Switch on. Um, thank you again for listening to this week of Input Switch. If you haven't done so, like us on Facebook. www.facebook.com slash Input Switch. Follow us on Twitter at Input Switch. Leave us a review in the podcast app. Like I said, we read the reviews in the podcast app. Well, do we not read the reviews in the podcast app? Have we not made people famous on we this do. show? Uh, I've experienced their... myself.
1: I've experienced you doing it. It happens. Leave us a review. I mean, and leave just us tell a review. everyone. Tell all your friends. Uh, tell everyone you know. Tell your conservative uncle. Tell everybody about this show and uh i know we mentioned it last week but if you haven't watched it yet go watch mother because we're still planning on doing an episode about that and uh we'd love to get some engagement from from the listeners about it uh and finally i do want to point out that uh, i spent a lot of time this past week getting our podcast moved over from our previous host to soundcloud so we're on soundcloud now uh, SoundCloud has a fantastic uh, sound player uh, that's that's really functional and has a lot of cool easily stuff. shareable very easy to share very easy to embed so uh, if you have a SoundCloud account follow us on SoundCloud uh, you can still follow our podcast on iTunes we're still you know syndicated there so you can you can hook up with your your favorite RSS uh, listener your podcast app yep you'll get it either uh, way
0: iTunes or SoundCloud it it comes to the same place same time so don't worry you can subscribe on iTunes you can subscribe on SoundCloud it works the same way
1: and it's really easy to share with your friends and uh, and get them involved too so um, I don't think we have a recommendation this week do we have a do we have a streaming recommendation
0: no we don't Um, and that's only because we're going to be doing the mother episode uh, coming up here We, we put that on the back burner and that's coming next so Uh, you know i like what you said last let's leave it there and uh well i will add
1: actually not as a full recommendation but just as as a heads up to everybody if you haven't read dune you need to read dune just fyi read dune if you want to understand the world read dune i don't know why you haven't read dune but if you haven't go pick it up and read it it's like three dollars on amazon you can pick up the 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 paperback version or go hit up your local used bookstore and, and grab one that's dog-eared and got some notes in it maybe you might learn something read dune come on
0: all right yeah there's uh there's our recommendation this week i guess uh there read you go dune.
1: we're not going to leave you guys without a recommendation so read dune but go watch mother it's still playing in your local theater go check that movie out and we're going to be doing an episode on it real soon uh, when we aren't uh, as burdened as we currently are by uh, social, personal and professional obligations.
0: Yeah I think I think the mother episode for those who are curious and who want to hear the mother episode uh, I, right now I think we're tracking next week for that. Um, you know uh, we'll have to see if that comes through but uh, right now I'm hoping for next week if not the week after but uh, I want to do it soon so it, it's coming guys don't worry
1: absolutely so thanks for listening again uh we really appreciate it uh hopefully we'll have this episode out to you soon uh you know it's wednesday we're recording early but uh, we're gonna get this out to you so you'll have it by the weekend and uh, be able to enjoy it and everything that goes along with it so thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next week yep see ya